We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Boom. This meeting is being recorded. Got it. Does it say that to you guys? Yeah. Yep. Really? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I guess it doesn't do it to the person who's hit record. Mm -hmm. Waste of waste of energy. Waste of a click. Yeah. Right. What's going on, boys? Matthew. Oh, I don't know. It's holiday time. Uh-huh. Time the holiday bash is here. The holiday bash. You know, I even I, I put some flowers in the room. <laughs> it does That's look good. And, and by flowers, I mean they're Lego flowers, but they still look good. <laughs> Aren't they really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. My house like actually has some. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, they're so far away that I wouldn't have been able to to tell but this is great oh wow Wow. yeah they actually look way better than i expected yeah they look like legit yeah i didn't hear anything you guys just said but yeah it's my lego flowers Uh, (laughs) i've got i was saying they look legit got some lego succulents in the other room (laughs) i've got a lego bonsai tree that's amazing i didn't know were you were you always uh a lego fan matt where did this come from? Oh, I'll, I mean, I had Legos all, you know, scary, excuse me. Sorry to the people of Denmark. I had Lego everywhere when I was growing up. Oh, you're but, not supposed to say the S? The, the plural of Lego is Lego. Ugh. Oh, really? Oh, don't you. Ugh. Ugh. Don't you. Ugh. <laughs> I'll just, you know, I'll say trampled by turtles is bluegrass and you'll correct me there. So. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> I'm saying Lego. We we we're not speaking Danish here, are we? Yeah. yeah. Not yet. Not yet. Um. <laughs> yeah. So I wanted flowers that I wouldn't kill. I wanted I wanted fancy decorations that were still childish. It goes well with That's the Dave Pollock paintings I have in the house, Ethan. Come on. That's my <laughs> style. All right. Yeah. Fair enough. All right. Uh, okay. I also have a um something dragon. Lego plant, and I've got a Lego orchid I need to put together at some point. Lego orchid? Yes, I am. Oh, wow. I am all in on the Lego botanical collection. That's cool. All right, because Beautiful. I'm a single thirty-something millennial with, sorry, unmarried. Unmarried. That's what you mean. The yes, technical, the you. technical <laughs> definition. To to my wonderful, wonderful girlfriend out there. Um, <laughs> I, I hope you watch the YouTube so you can see Ethan's immediate response once I said that. Because Ethan gave me like a, a quick, quick 
double take with a stare right into the camera. <laughs> but yes, what I meant to say. When you file uh, your taxes, you are single. I right. am a that unmarried 30 uh-huh. something millennial who, you know, despite his best efforts, didn't spend all of his disposable income on beer. So I tried <laughs> spending it on other things too, you know, mm. concerts and Lego, I guess. So I think it's great. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yep. Matt, did you get any feedback from anybody on your monologue last week? Not really. And I'm I'm still alive, which means one of two things. Either the Swifties, Swifties haven't they haven't uh-huh. found the podcast or they have and they're plotting. I mean that's mm. um, I think they're know, probably plotting. Like, yeah. I haven't gotten like, you know, hate mail or like you know. I'm trying to think what they could do, like you know, ripped I mean, up does, cat toys in my mail or something. I don't know. Doesn't everybody get the recommendation that the person who we read the review about last week got? Like, oh. Listen to two jocks in the slub on YouTube. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> you guys seem like good friends. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So apparently none, none of our pool of, of, listeners is a extreme swifty or outside oh no i'm saying i'm saying like our our listenership is full of fucking diehard swifties and they're plotting they're just, yeah, okay they're being very di- diabolical i think we have thousands of swifties out there who are just just plotting and scheming how are we going to get back at matt root diabolical for that, for that great word you know great word yeah. yep so <laughs> i've got a fierce 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 guard cat so everyone stay away the podcast is a guard cat. Hey, um, hey, he, he sent a vet tech to urgent care. That's right. All seven and a half pounds of him did. <laughs> so yeah, he's he's full of piss and vinegar when he wants to. Love it. And catnip when he doesn't. <laughs> Jeremy does have some opinions, but he didn't, but he did not really elaborate. So next time we have him on the pod, we'll have to uh we'll have him elaborate. Oh man, I do want to hear his opinions because yeah. he's in the industry. Yeah, so. And whoa, whoa. he he's been on both sides now. He's doing booking and he's been booked. Yeah, exactly. Oh so, shit! Yeah. Like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm scared. I hope I made some good points, but I also could see him give me like a, a an insider mm-hmm. smackdown. I'm like, well, full he, of shit, Matt. He basically he was alluding to the fact that he thought that maybe um there were maybe a couple of holes in what you were saying. Um, but I was like, you know, Matt did like a lot of research. Are you sure? Um, you know, but he didn't, like I said, he didn't, oh, he, he didn't, he didn't elaborate. So, um, but it would be interesting. I, I think it'd be interesting next time he's on to, uh, to talk, to hear, to hear his perspective yeah, on all of that, you know, mm-hmm. brother, Jeremy, reach out to me to get an invite to a future show, because if you wait on your brother, <laughs> it's never going to happen. <laughs> I mean, <clears throat> that's probably true. <clears throat> I'll send you another mug, Jeremy. <laughs> Love it. Ethan, what are you drinking? Well, I finally have good tea? beer. No, no, it's beer. Uh, <clears throat> I finally have good beer again because Matt <clears throat> sent me some. Sorry, I have like a kernel <clears throat> a kernel of rice in like the worst part of my throat right now. Hold on. I believe it's a grain of rice. It's a kernel. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> um, hey, this is a holiday episode. <laughs> Yeah, fair enough. You know, um, okay. I finally have good beer again because of Matt. Matt sent me a box. Thank you, Matt. 
I take back, the broccoli I take, one? I take back that I just said shut the fuck up to you. Okay. Um, yeah, double dry hopped broccoli is what nice. I'm having tonight from other half. I know I've had broccoli from their broccoli before. I don't know if I've had the double dry hopped, and I don't remember the last time I had any of them. So thank you, Matt. Yeah. Cheers. And I'm drinking it in my uh, my my awesome Dresden Files Stein that I have not used in a while. And I, I didn't realize I had. you had a Dresden Files Stein. So it's made handmade by these stonemasons in Wisconsin, McAnally's Pub. Oh, shit. That's that's awesome. Yeah. I'll send you the link. They're fucking awesome. Yeah. It's one of my favorite things. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Where's so. the next book? Well, so he just finished. I just saw the announcement. He just finished the second book in his other ongoing series, The Cinder Spires. Do you know about that one, Matt? Yeah, I downloaded the first book in the series and never listened to it yet, though. Yeah, I I read it when it came out a few years ago. I honestly wasn't wild about it, but I'll probably reread it again. So he just finished the second book of that series and he's apparently alternating. So now he's going to start working on the next Dresden. So he does write pretty quick when he's going at it. So I would say it's if he really gets to it, there's a possibility that the next one will be out late next year. Okay. Um, that's just my guess based on his past patterns. But, you know, it depends, right? Uh, depends on if he has to do a bunch of revisions or, you know, if he runs into any uh, um, plot plot complications that he wasn't anticipating, you know, then maybe it could take longer. But so, yeah, that's that's as far as I know, that's that's the current status. What are you guys drinking? Kyle, what do you got? Yeah. I did not pick one of Matt's beers uh, because I needed to drink the one that I got specifically for our holiday episode. Uh, it's called No Santa. There we go. By Sloop. Sloop, yes. Wow. Oh, nice. Matt, it's, it's uncanny. Yep. Uncanny. Sloop is in Beacon, New York. Okay. Right? It's, it's near Montauk Fault. No, Beacon. It's near Beacon. Um, it's New Hampton, Hampton, New Hampton, or Junction, New York. There we yeah. go. Right? Um, yeah, Junction, New York. Let's see. That's like maybe the town over from Beacon. Right? Right? I gotta, I gotta be right. On this yeah, spot. you gotta be right. Check it out. Uh, it is in. Where is it? They said there's one in New Hampshire too on the back of this. Oh, they've got a brewery up there. Yeah. Um, sloop, sloop. Well, why are you doing that? At, yeah, East Fishkill. So yeah, in Hampton. Yep. So it's it's uh, about four minutes from Beacon. No. Oh, so yeah. You so you were right. Yeah. Nice. Of course. If there was ever a game show where you had to identify beers and breweries with like <laughs> extra facts just based on seeing the label for like one second, I think Matt would be like the world champion. I mean, it's that that uh your fucking memory your insane memory. memory yeah yeah i mean there's a lot like, of beer though out there i'm just saying there's a lot of beer i haven't drank but which is hard to imagine but yeah sloop sloop's pretty good they uh they make a beer called deuce bomb yeah yes. that's really tasty yeah. and then um they made like a, a mandarin orange juice bomb right around thanksgiving that was it was like 10 bucks for a six pack a uh, 12 ounce cans but still like for his great a hazy ipa as it was for 10 bucks i was like pumped that's like, amazing this is great beer like i wish it got down here more because i'd buy that more often yeah and i don't repeat my beers a lot so yeah um yeah what was that do you guys remember that um ethan we used to watch it when when we lived together it was like on sny uh drunk oh drunk my god the trivia show 
it was like it was like sports. I think. Yeah, right? drunk money sounds right. Actually, yeah. Like I there totally could be, forgot about that show. But there that could be the right. beer version though, where you're getting drunk and having to answer these these beer questions. That yeah. would be what Matt would win. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> see that as a future podcast episode. Just saying. <laughs> <laughs> I like. Maybe it. have a spinoff. I like it. Right. <laughs> drunk what do you beer. Got, Matt? So I, I grabbed two beers from a Secret Santa package I got, um, both from Fiden's Brewing up in Colony, New York. Uh, so this one's called Blueprint. We don't we don't like Colony, by the way. Just because you lost a baseball game there. <laughs> well, not there, but to them. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, see, I lost. I, we lost our Mickey Mantle game in Colony. Okay. In the United States. Um, but anyway. Yeah, Fiden's is great. I think Ethan, I've sent you a couple other cans. Um, delicious. And I, as I was drinking a couple last last night, not last night, two nights ago, um, I just I was amazed. Like every beer they do is just delicious. Like I, I constantly hitting, which is impressive these days. So yeah, that was really good. Um, I wish they were closer, but maybe it's a good thing they're not because I would <laughs> I would be buying too much of their beer. So. <laughs> Thank you to my secret Santa out there. Appreciate it. Love it. You guys want me to uh, go through some quick housekeeping and then do our holiday stuff? Yeah, let's do that. Okay. Um, feedback from a listener. Uh, I I was right. Uh, sushi. Uh, like, yeah, sushi tuna is not the same, Ethan, as tuna fish. Well, so I mean, it, there's like sushi grade fish for sure so i knew there was a difference there but i wasn't sure beyond that yeah so yeah. when i said get rid of tuna fish i meant like that nasty white shit that like comes canned out like canned tuna yeah 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 yeah. i yeah. figured that's what you meant but but yeah I was, I was curious yeah all right so took care of that matt i had four of your cookies tonight they're delicious thank you just want to let you know i just warning i mean i had to make them like normally <laughs> Normally, Papa Root steps in and does that, but I had to make them this year. They were Remember, good. Yeah, I've had some too. I'm improvising, right? And I don't have I don't have the main ingredient anymore, so we had to think on the fly. Fucking Hershey, Jesus! Yeah, I know, damn it, Hershey. Yeah, it you know they're making good. this year instead cream cheese chips. No, I don't want cream cheese <laughs> chips. I want my mint <laughs> chocolate chips. That sounds damn it. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, for all the list, list, all those listening out there, they are. Uh, mint chocolate mint chocolate chip cookies so you take half of the mint chocolate you're supposed to take half of the mint chocolate chips melt them and stir them right into the batter and then you add the rest of the mint chocolate chips and you get this like super minty fudgy cookie um and they discontinued my secret chips and you can't just use the andes bits because those are half cream and half chocolate they're like green shit in there so i can't melt them down or else it just looks like like i don't know I don't want to say something too inappropriate, but it looks just gross. Um, I'll tell you guys later what I was going to, what I was going to say. Um, so I had to find a dark chocolate mint bar that I could melt down and mix in, but no one makes cho dark chocolate mint or chocolate mint anymore. Everyone makes like like mint cream filled or mint crispies because I've gone on this ramp before too. The cocoa industry has been under fire for a long time and candy companies are looking for more and more ways to not put chocolate in candy. Um, 
So that's really? why you see stuff like anyone anyone ever see the the Reese's the Frankenstein's Reese's cups? Anyone remember those? They are green on the bottom and chocolate on top with peanut butter in the middle. Well, guess what? That green on the bottom isn't chocolate. <laughs> it's cream. Huh. Also, you notice even Hershey's cookies and cream or white chocolate bars aren't white chocolate anymore. It just says white. Hershey's white. You know what that means? There's no cocoa butter in it. <laughs> it's high or it's it's oils. So holy shit. Um, Wait, why? Yeah. What's the deal with this? Why? Um, cocoa is getting more and more expensive. Oh, and due to climate okay. change, it's getting harder and harder to make and grow. Ah. So well, that's any sucks. companies are looking for any way possible to try and use less chocolate in their confectionaries. Wow. So, for example, the last new candy bar Hershey released was Hershey's Gold. There's no chocolate in it. It's like almond and pretzel and brittle bits in um, in a cream bar. Um, <clears throat> what else? You know, Reese's just did the um, uh, all peanut butter cups, which is like a peanut butter cream on the outside with peanut butter, peanut butter on the inside. No chocolate in there, guys. Like, they're every single way they can try and think of to get chocolate out of the of the chocolate bars. They are um, because of the expense and the scarcity. Well, this is an opportunity. It's very depressing that this is an opportunity. Maybe those people who are still on the fence or who are anti climate change, maybe this is how we can fucking get inside their thick ass heads. Do you yep. really want to live in a world where chocolate is 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 scarce or just not to be found at all? Is that is that a world that you want to live in? Well, you know, it's going to be even yeah. worse than that. And they're saying this is going to start in the next decade, potentially in the next five years. It's another bean that starts with a C. Oh, yeah, that's probably even worse. Coffee, guys. Yeah, that's guys probably even more universal. For coffee, and all you hot bean juice drinkers out there are going to be really screwed because the government, enjoy it even now. This, you know, like this week, was predicting within five years, they're going to start seeing scarcity in the coffee market. Like, not just higher prices for for product like shit this is harder to find so unless they can um come up with genetically modified plants that can grow in slightly different climates or um have a way to increase output you're going to see problems with you know part of this consumption of coffee is going through the roof too but um there will not be the supply to meet the demand in the next decade well i'm just saying life without coffee and chocolate is is not worth living so well, you know, I'm, I'm just going to jump off a bridge if that happens. Hey, Ethan, I'll make my pitch now. Drink Monster Energy. <laughs> <laughs> Matt's already getting paid. Monster's already looking ahead. They're like, this is our chance. And they're already like paying uh, people out there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's our, uh, I, you didn't, I didn't tell you about a new podcast sponsor. <laughs> <laughs> they send me a case of Monsters a month. <laughs> Give me that palette, baby. <laughs> I'll take it. <laughs> All right, boys. Sorry about that diet, that little, oh, little version there. Sorry, that remember uh, one quick thing before you move on, Colin. The other thing I was going to say, Matt, do you have an Aldi near you? Yeah. Okay. They sell like a German brand of chocolate called Moser Roth, and they have like mint chocolate bars that are just like chocolate bars that are like mint chocolate. So I don't know if those would do the trick or not. When I went and bought the chocolate last year, I actually was looking at Aldi's for that because that was. Um, one of the ones I was trying to find because people actually were selling it on eBay. Cause, um, and I was like, Oh, that's, that's all these brand, but I couldn't find it locally. So I ended up ah. finding this Icelandic dark mint chocolate at whole foods. 
and I bought like six bars last year. So I'd have oh, and that must have been like six hundred bucks. Wow. Um, I think it was like twenty five bucks. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Plus the Andy's chips that I had to source on Amazon. <laughs> These wow. are the lengths I go to get cookies in your bellies, guys. Yeah, holy shit. <laughs> really impressive. Yeah. Um, and then I fucking cooked them too long, baked them too long. My batch tasted good. Oh, um, what was the deal with the, I meant to ask you, the piece of bread? Does, that has to do with like like texture? Freshness. Freshness? Um, my mom said that she was always told that throwing a piece of bread in there helps um, with the moisture in the bag, helps them from okay. drying out. That's what I thought it was. Uh, I just couldn't. I wasn't sure. Um, so that that's why I don't know if it does anything or not. But I I gave you guys the end pieces. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe there's a local a lucky duck in their local park who wants some bread or something. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Or if you want some mint flavored end piece, you guys go right ahead. Delicious. Because <laughs> that's the other problem with those cookies is anything you put near them tastes like mint. <laughs> but, Love it. Okay. Sorry, Colin. No, you're good. I appreciate the cookies. And because I appreciate it so much, and this is a holiday episode and and we're in the spirit of giving, uh, I did do some research. I did not do all of the research, but I do know the National League teams who have never won 100 games in a season. I do not know the ones that have only done it one time like I had for the American League, but there are double the amount of teams in the national league that have never won a hundred games before. So what's that? Uh, One of them is probably the easiest guess in the entire world. And the other ones I think you could get to pretty easily, but um, even looking at some of the, well, I I won't give too much away yet. Let's see if you can guess the the four franchises in the National League who have never won 100 games. Okay, so here's what I'm curious about. When you said the easiest guess in the world, I had one team that came to my mind. Matt, did you have a team that came to your mind? Yeah. I want to see if we thought of the same team. I thought Marlins. Oh, I thought Rockies. Colin? Uh, You're both right, but I I was thinking Marlins. Okay. 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 Even though the Marlins have two World Series victories. Right. um, And those those are the only two seasons that they've won 90 games. Yeah. In their franchise history. (laughs) What a a garbage fucking franchise. Okay. So we we already got two of the four. Yep. Um, Okay. This is interesting. All right. The others. Um, Let's see. Uh, Diamondbacks, or did they? No, with Rand in the Randy Schilling years, did they, they want a hundred? So, yeah. I think it was one of those years. Um, uh, no, actually, it was 99, 1999. They won 101 games, or something like that. Really, that was yeah. before Schilling and Randy, uh, or at least before, before Schilling, I think. Schilling. I think maybe they had Randy already. They definitely had Randy. That was Randy's first year because he it got was. traded in 98. Oh, what that's about right. Pirates, Pirates. Very close. Um, the the Pirates, I think, are one of the teams that have only done it one time, and it was like 1909. I was going to say, that's shocking. Like that. They've been around so long. I figured they did it a few times. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, and the National League is interesting, too, because there's more legacy teams than there mm-hmm. are in the American League, obviously. And so you're going back to, like, 1870. Yeah. You know, like whatever. the Cincinnati Reds were like the Cincinnati Red stockings. Yeah, yeah. So so it does probably skew it a little bit. And and I could probably look at like more modern, like maybe 1903 to, to present when the American League was formed. But yeah. um, 
Yeah, I'm pretty sure the Pirates were only one time way back in the early 1900s. What about the uh, Brewers? There's another one. Okay. So, so that's, that's three. Three out of four? Yeah. Um, okay. Who else we got? Matt, you were going to say the Padres? Yeah. Have they won 100? They have. Because they didn't in 98, I don't think, when they... when they, I uh, think that was the year. Really? Oh, I thought they didn't win 100 that year. Yeah, I, I thought, thought they, they didn't win 100 that year I either. thought they won like 98 or 99 games. I'll look it up again while you're thinking. Yeah. Um, who else we got here, Matt? Um, uh, the Nationals? That's it. That's ding, it. ding, ding. Uh, Expos. Nationals and Expos. And Matt. Expos too, okay. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. Because uh, I could have sworn I saw that recently about the Padres, but um, oh yeah, maybe I looked at this wrong. Well, maybe they won a hundred a different season that we just didn't uh, that we wouldn't expect. Nope, the Padres are on this list. They are on. This Should list. be on this list. Let's see. Let me double check. Fifty team. All right, good guess, uh, Matthew. Yeah, <clears throat> they won ninety eight games in ninety eight. Yeah. Okay. I don't know how I missed that. Yeah. I thought it was going to be, <laughs> I had to, I had to actually like the first time I, I was just, I was, I was bored. And so I was like, all right, let me, let me just like literally go on baseball reference. And I went to every single, you know, all 15 teams and just scroll. Right. Um, and then uh, I was like, from the NL, I was like, if I just Google, like, who's who hasn't won 100 games, will it give it to me? And it, it kept giving me who's lost 100 games yeah. in the <laughs> National League. I'm like, that's not what I want. Yeah. <laughs> so I had to I had to actually go through um, them all again. But I must have missed the Padres. So there's five teams. Five. Okay. Damn. Yeah. Man, it's been a lot of mediocrity for them. I'm looking. I mean, that, a, few, that... a few solid years, but. I mean, mediocrity, I, I feel like, is the norm. Yeah, in, I guess consistent in probably mediocrity. all sports. Just like it is in, in corporate America, you know? Like, it it it's, it's hard to be the Yankees. It's hard to be Amazon. It's hard to you know, yeah. kind of rule the world for lack uh, of a better an phrase. Ex- an extended period of time. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm fighting every urge that I can to... Break into tears for fears right now. <laughs> Ethan does not get that reference. No. What's tear for? Uh, what is it again? What is that? It's so good. What is it? Everybody wants to rule the world. Oh, it's a band. You don't know tear? What? Uh, yeah. Have you never heard of? I mean, I've heard the name before, but I I couldn't remember like what they were. Eighty sensations. Uh huh. An English pop rock band formed in 1981, associated with the new wave synthesizer bands of the early 1980s. Get that synth out, baby. Okay, cool, cool. Yeah. (sighs) All right. We can go to the holiday stuff, or we can quickly talk about the hot stove, because we never got to that outside of Judgy last week. I mean, there's definitely been... Oh yeah, true. Some big things that have happened. If you guys want to talk about your reactions to anything so far, uh, for me the interesting thing is just that it seems like um, 
I guess it's, it shouldn't really be that surprising, but it's interesting to note over the last several years, the trend here that all of the young superstars, you know, if they took like four or five year deals, they could probably get like insane annual values, you know, especially if they're free agents young and they signed a contract from like age 26 to 32 or, you know, 24 to 29 or shit like that. Mm-hmm. Right. Like some of these people could probably get upwards of like 50 million on like a short term deal like that, you know. Um, but it seems like they, these guys just want to get locked up for their whole career. They just don't want to have to worry about it. Turner signed 11 years. Obviously, Correa, we just found out 13 years with the Giants. He's going to be 40 at the end of the deal. Um, we obviously know that Harper and Trout signed 13 and 12 year deals, respectively. Judgey just signed a nine year deal that's going to get him to 39. It's just really interesting. Um, they, they just want to, they just want to get locked up and not fucking worry about it for like the rest of their career, which I can see why, I guess I just, uh, I, I guess I didn't necessarily, I wouldn't have expected that. I don't think, you know, if you had told me 10 years ago, I, I would have thought that like A-Rod and Pujols were not going to become the norm that, that people weren't going to want to go for those huge, the, the length, um, that often. Yeah. You know, it makes me, it makes me think what Marvin Miller would have thought about this because in some ways it makes total sense right like it is plenty of money lock yourself up get your family situated like 100 you know it 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 makes all the sense in the world but from strictly a business perspective what marvin miller and that union fought for for so long to continue to eat at that pie of of the owner's money and, and the revenue that they bring in every single year, it's almost in a way like they're suppressing their own salaries by, by doing this, you know? Um, I just, I just truly wonder what, what he specifically would think of, of all of this. And like, is it Tony Clark still who's head of the union now? Yeah. Um, you know, and, and his leadership and um, you know, some of those things, cause it definitely seems like free agency, is a completely different tool than it was even 10 years ago in the game. Um, but it's certainly not the same tool that it was, you know, the first 25 years of its existence or, or whatever you want to say. Yeah. Um, it's, it's uh, a lot of times the, the f- people who are, who are free agents aren't even really the best players, <laughs> you know? And, and that was, that was always the Yankees like cash cow right there. It was like, all right, let's wait till they're free agents. And then we'll just go get, other yeah. teams best players and that's they they lock them up now whether it's the padres doing what they did the braves doing what they did the angels locking up trouty like the best the, players yeah. aren't getting on the market anymore yeah, yeah that's really interesting i mean what if you got really quiet matt oh, yeah i think you busted your mic when you were saying <laughs> oh, <shoot. laughs> how do i sound now gentlemen uh still quiet okay how about now still quiet what if you unplug it and plug it back in? Yeah. <laughs> blow, blow on it. <laughs> he, like a he, Super Nintendo. Oh yeah, oh, yeah, exactly. Like that, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you blew it out with your beautiful tears for fears. Beautiful. Ugh. Oh, there we go. A li- little better. Yeah. That sounded a little bit better. It, it at least, like, picked up your voice pretty well. Man, I hope I didn't break it. That's better now. That's better, yeah. Okay. Well, let's see. Let's see about now. That's pretty I think, good. I okay. think it was good. Okay. 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 Better. Yeah. Better. All right. Thrilling content there, everyone. Sorry. Um, (laughs) Think about it this way, though. Like, what if what if they had like a Joe Joe Theismann type injury? Like, what if 
what if next year Correa yeah blows out his knee like true like like bad that's I totally understand it yeah um, no that yeah, makes sense I get it I get it yeah like, absolutely he's making he's making a lot I mean okay uh a good example Prince Prince Fielder mm-hmm. got yeah. paid um and good for him now, he did come to some agreement with the Rangers right I or think the, so the Rangers or the Tigers, I can't remember now. It was the Rangers, I think. Um, they had an agreement where I don't think he got everything. So yeah, he helped them out a bit, but I mean, basically, they said you can't play anymore. Yeah, yeah. which is a shame. Yeah, he was only like 32 or something. Mash and taters finished with the same amount of home runs as his father. Yeah, yeah, which is pretty funny. Yeah, they didn't get along, right? They were enemies. Yeah, I don't, I don't know Not if they enemies, ever but... made up, but yeah, they didn't have oh. a great relationship. Oh, yeah. wow, okay. Um. Yeah. So it just I I I guess the one thing I'll say is the biggest difference between the first years of free agency and now is that that soft salary cap, that luxury tax. If your name's not Steve Cohen, yeah. Um, you kind of worry about that. Yeah, Matt, t- tell us what you texted us the the <laughs> other day. So yeah, the Mets now are projecting to be at. Like $353 million for their payroll as of now. That's aside from any ancillary moves they make or people. And he's in, Steve Cohen is now in the 90% luxury tax threshold, meaning he's going to pay something ridiculous like 74 or $76 million of competitive balance tax next year. So his total outlay is going to be at like 418 million or something ridiculous like that. Oh my god. He's going to pay next year. Holy fuck. So wait, how how is the payroll that high? I know Verlander and Scherzer are both going to make 43 million. Lindor. Oh yeah, Lindor. Nimmo. Yeah, Nimmo got a solid deal, but he's not making like 30, is he? 30 a year? It's like Uh, eight years, 160 something, I think. Okay, so they signed 20 a year out of Japan. Right. Um Marte. Oh, what's his fielder? face? Alonzo is Alonzo making a bunch? Alonzo, I think, is still in arbitration. Mm, okay. Yeah, I think he's but arbitration. Starling yeah. Marte, yeah, that was another deal. Like, I mean, just three hundred and whatever million. My God, how do you get up there that quick? Um, and like, I still stand by. There's a couple factors here. the The amount of money that he's going to have to pay will get to him <laughs> because. He's a greedy ass billionaire and he doesn't, even if it's just a penny to him, he'll scrooge it. He does not want to do it at the end of the day. But I also think there will, there will come a time where let's say the Mets, you know, win a hundred games again this year and they get knocked out in the, in the DS or something like that. And a 90, a a floundering 90 win team, you know, wins the world series or whatever, like with a, with a, a hundred and fifty million dollar payroll. Like, are the Mets going to be like, yeah, let's keep let's keep bumping up that payroll <laughs> and do and do exactly what the Yankees did back in the early two thousands? Like, are they just going to keep jacking it up and trying to sign as many people as they can just for for the money and completely decimate the organization? Like, because at some point that shit will start to to have a domino effect. So. I, I just wonder, like, will it be psychological? Will it be the owner starting to scrooge it and penny pinch? Like, what will be the thing that reigns them in? 
because I just I just can't see this being like 10 years from now, us being like, yeah, Cohen pays a hundred million dollars in penalties every single year and is okay with it. Yeah. I think I think they get close next year. I think they they do well enough he gets to like the uh NLCS or the World Series and it's close enough to keep him on the hook for one more year and then he he blows it up eventually. Hmm. But okay, a couple more notes. Remember they also had Edwin Diaz. Yes. Oh, yeah, and they did sign him to a pretty big deal. Um, they signed Jose Quintana yep. to uh, $13 million a year. They've got Carlos Carrasco for $14 million a year. They've got James McCann, their catcher, for $12 million a year. And they've got Mark Canna at $11 million a year, a year. And they've got David Robertson at $10 million Robertson. a year. Yeah. Wow. Plus, don't forget, this factors into that, that number, Bobby Bonilla. <laughs> oh, yeah. $1 and, million, right? They are still in 2023 paying $20 million to Robinson Cano. So, oh, <laughs> wow. Okay. Now that's a huge one. Okay. Uh, to a lesser extent, too, they also will be paying Brett Saberhagen a quarter million dollars next year, too. Funny. How much is um, Lindor making? Lindor. This was like 144 million. Something. 34. Okay. I, I figured it was in the 30s. All right. All right. Wow. Well, you know, it's. Uh, I kind of like seeing the uh, an owner who's willing to just fucking go at it like this. It's too bad he's a scumbag, but he it seems like he likes baseball. I mean, if it was me, I would be spending all that money to build like the most robust analytics staff in the league, you know, like by far. Like I would want my analytics staff to just like dwarf everybody else and have just all the best and brightest, you know, but and maybe Kinda he's like doing some of that too. Have tried to do. Yeah, basically. Yeah, like the raise with money, you know. <clears throat> and it's worked out pretty well for the Dodgers. I know they haven't won that many rings, but they've been they've been winning a lot of games. And you know, yep. So Polar Bear Pete's estimated to make uh, twelve million this year as well on arbitration. Okay. okay. And then he has twenty twenty four is his last arbitration year, and then he'll be a free agent twenty twenty five at the age of thirty. So okay. it'll be the same thing as Judge, except a worse player. I mean, the uh, the biggest thing for them, right, is if Verlander and Scherzer are, are healthy, right? If they're healthy, I mean, Verlander has not been good in the playoffs in general in his career, so that's yeah. that's a question mark. But if he and Scherzer are both uh, healthy, I mean, that's not a one-two punch that uh, many people are going to want to face. Then again, we said the same thing about Scherzer and DeGrom, and, and the Braves took care of them, so. Yeah. I mean, uh, Sarah Langs, um, the, the great MLB uh, beat writer uh, who – also has ALS. I know. I just read about um, that recently. Crazy. Yeah. Uh, she tweeted out, though, something about like Verlander and Scherzer are, I think, 39 plus years old right now. 38 and 40. Scherzer. OK, 38. Yeah. Um, so it must be 38 and above teammates to pitch like more than or get, start like more than 30 games in a season or something like that. And I think it was chilling in, in Johnson where so we're like yeah. the last two to uh, be able to do it. And yeah. I mean, let's not kid ourselves. Like both of them should be in the hall of fame. One is did either one of them do steroids? I would bet probably. Yeah. Given, given how they performed in their, their later career. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. Um, I don't know if I don't, I still think I have faith in Randy. Yeah. Nobody plays that well that late in their career. I, I think he had shit to help him stay Nolan. in good shape. He was so dumb. Who did? Nolan. Nolan's different. Nolan was 
Nolan was never like dominant uh, on the same consistent level that Randy was like Nolan, like when he was dominant, he was more dominant than anybody, anybody in history, right? Seven, no yeah. hitters. But when but he yes, wasn't dominant, walks. yeah, he had the most walks, the most losses. Like when he wasn't dominant, people fucking hit him like crazy. Randy, if you look at his numbers from like 01 to 04, those like Diamondbacks years, and it's what, like Barry, well, it's like Barry Bonds. Like, like 40 to 44 or something? Well, he, like he wasn't quite that. I think 30, he was in his mid-late 30s maybe. When he came to us, I think he was like 40, 41, 42. Yeah. Um, but like no, nobody pitches. Nobody nobody is that good when they are in like the back half of their 30s. Yeah. Except and if for you're these gonna say Clemens, the steroid era. Right. Yeah. You're going to say Clemens was on steroids. Like, come on. Like, it, yeah. there's, there's, I mean, there's just no way that neither one of them. Yeah. And Randy was naturally really big, so he probably didn't need it to bulk up the way that some people did. But like, I think for those guys, so in those Arizona years, from 99 to 04, he was 35 to 40, his age. Um, yeah, and you just like, I figure for somebody he like that, like who was already, awards, didn't he? yeah, yeah, exactly. Four straight, I think, or yeah, four straight from 99 through 2002. Um, yeah, <laughs> exactly. through a perfect game in 2004, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. And so I think for somebody like that, even though he was naturally big and athletic or whatever, my sense, and you guys know more about this kind of stuff than me about physical fitness and whatnot, but my sense is that the guys who are doing it at that age and, and who are continuing to perform at that exceptional level, like the steroids are just allowing them to stay in really good shape. It's just preventing the deterioration of their bodies, right? Yeah. It could have been like an HGH thing, like Patty yeah. got caught for. Right, you know, exactly. Whatever, where, you're, where you're not, it's not an anabolic steroid where you're going to bulk up like Bonds did or like Clemens likely did. In his right. in his defense, though, he didn't he didn't start and throwing high numbers of innings until he was, you know, 26. Yeah, well, because he was like Nolan Ryan early. Yeah, Wait, right. Wow. He had like no control. Yeah. 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 So, and even, even mixed in there, still a couple of years where he wasn't hitting 100. So, I mean, he had 100 innings. So yeah, but you think, okay, think, think of it this way though. Do you think Aaron judge is going to be mashing the way that he is right now between ages 35 and 40? No, I told you because essentially, years. essentially it's the five same years. thing. Yeah, exactly. Because judge started later. So his like, essentially his wear and tear should be lighter just like it was for, for Johnson because he didn't pitch as many innings, but there's just no physical way that you can be that big like Randy was and not break down without help. <laughs> but I mean, he, he, he did, right. That's he had back problems his whole career. I mean, clearly they weren't, he was still throwing like 99. I, I mean, I'm, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying this. Uh, I, I don't think it's possible. I do, but I just, yeah. If I had I to choose between the two, I would say higher, higher likelihood of shilling. Than oh, I think it's, a, I think it's a guarantee that they both did. Like, that's the thing. Yeah. I don't know. I, I get the sense that people, people who are still like, I think the people who say that 90% of baseball players during this era, like tried something, I think they're guessing low. I, I think it's basically a hundred percent that tried. I'm not saying everybody continued and took them on the reg, but I'm saying everybody tried something pretty much that is now illegal, including Derek Jeter, all of you fucking holier than thou Yankee fans. I guarantee he tried something that is now illegal. I'm saying everybody did, right? Even if it's H even did. if it's just HGH. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Like, think about the guys who got suspended, who got caught in the early days. One of them was this guy, Bobby Estelea. He was just some journeyman catcher who like never did shit. Like steroids were not that's the thing that people miss. 
steroids were not a guarantee to, to make these guys really good. That's true. Right? I think what it did is what we're talking about. I think it, it allowed people like Barry Bonds and Randy Johnson to go from already incredible to superhuman at an age when they should have been breaking down, you know? So like these people who were already amazing kind of broke the game, but it didn't turn Bobby Estelea's into uh, Ivan Rodriguez's, <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, who probably also took steroids. Oh, guaranteed, yeah. guaranteed. <laughs> yes, all of these guys. So I, he's know, in the I, I, still, I still can't, I still don't. I can't go as I'm not as sure as you, Ethan, as on, on your on your high numbers there. But um, I, I will to, to to segue this along. But something that's rather embarrassing that did not hit me until today. So Randy, yeah, Randy's nickname is the big unit, mm-hmm. uh-huh. and and his last name is Johnson. <laughs> I, the, the, whoa over the head uh, i never <laughs> no, thought man, about it joke. either what the yeah. hell yeah what the hell how did i not get that yeah <laughs> that's really funny i never thought about it either yeah. it is? okay so it's not just me no i never thought about it really His nickname's either. a dick joke yeah no nah, it's just <laughs> yeah when i think randy johnson i just think about what he was as a baseball player yeah, yeah. i don't think uh, about i'm gonna that. say in my last defense for randy i don't think anyone who his pre-game Hype up music is Rush is a steroid user. I'm just saying. Thinking <laughs> yeah. about uh, the freaking, you know, the trees fighting in the forest and and you know, I don't know the red barchetta. I don't know. It just Neil, Neil Peart will uh, get that adrenaline running that you don't need steroids. <laughs> yeah, right. It's my Neil Peart impression. That's I think great. it's actually pronounced Peart. Wait, really? Everybody says Peart. Is it? I think it's Peart. Do you know, that just reminded me, one of my favorite ever Family Guy bits, I don't know if you guys remember this, they like randomly cut away to the Cheeto Cheetah, you know, yes. like the, the mascot, yes. and he yes. snorts a line of cocaine, and he's like, Neil Peart is the greatest fucking drummer of all time, and that's it. <laughs> is he, like, that's is he snorting cocaine, or was he snorting Cheetos? Oh, Cheetos. I thought it was Coke. It was Cheeto dust? Cheetos, okay, it yeah. was Cheeto yeah. dust, okay. <laughs> <laughs> or or cocaine that's been uh, laced with orange dye. <laughs> right, yeah. Oh, man, love that. <laughs> so good. All right, boys, you want to finish this off with some holiday chatter? Mm-hmm. Well, do you want me to be a dick before or after the holiday chatter? Uh, before. Okay, good. I got to get a little bit a little bit left of uh, Valid Dick in before the end of 2022. Oh, oh God. I'm going to give you guys four numbers. <sighs> yes, 28. I, I, already, I already know this. 63, this 39, and 22. Ethan, what are they? Um, Saquon Barkley's rushing totals in his last four <laughs> games. I guessed it right, didn't I? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, man. And he has a chance this Sunday in primetime to prove everyone wrong to put the giants in the driver's seat to get to the playoffs well i know so so you guys have a hill to climb three of your last four games are are difficult i i need you guys to lose out and the packers to win out first even have a a whiff of the playoffs um it's not gonna happen that's crazy but but because we're gonna rely on that the the bears are gonna have to beat someone so is fields playing i don't know yeah Oh yeah, Green Bay's five and eight, huh? Wow. When was the last time they were um had this bad of a record, Matt? Have they had a down year like this at all in like the last decade? Uh yeah, they had a couple mixed. They did. Oh, okay. Um, the year they won the Super Bowl, they actually I think they won their last six games of the regular season to eke in as a wild card team. Okay. 
Yeah, because of <clears throat> the Giants. Yeah, yeah, whatever. <laughs> I, I'm. It's true. If Deshaun Jackson didn't return that punt, I'd say it's because of Deshaun Jackson. But yeah, well, Tom Coughlin told what's his face to punt the ball out of bounds, and he did not. So what's his face? I I can't remember who the punter was. But mm-hmm. speaking of that, uh, what, what what's with your punter right now? There was something on? in the news about that, wasn't there? What was that about? The, the illegal kick that he, he dropped. He dropped the drop the, the punt uh, attempt as he was getting ready to kick it. It hit the ground. It bounced right back up, and he was in his motion, so he just kicked it, and it yeah, ended up being a twenty-five yard, yeah. twenty-five yard penalty. That oh. I, don't, I don't know that they would have won the game anyway, but it certainly didn't help because you got to kind of be perfect when you're playing the best team in football. But. I think he needs to cut his hair. Too much wind resistance. I think he's been decent for for the year. Punter, punters and kickers don't show. They're they're like closers. Like you know, you, you you don't think about them until they do something wrong. Like if they're if they're doing well, you never hear about them. You know, but yeah, yeah. Thanks, Matt. I I knew I should have expected that. <laughs> That is pretty funny, though. Although I do think his his uh, while his rushing numbers may be low, I do think his overall numbers are at least a little better in some of the games. A few of those games I know haven't been great. He's had he has some type of shoulder injury. He's had um, three big games: Titans, Bears, and Texans were big games. Yeah. Um, but you know what's odd, and, and it might might have changed after this week, uh, but just kind of shows you how, how much things have shifted in the NFC with as of last week, at least with how bad um, even with how bad Aaron Rodgers has been, he still leads the NFC and touchdown passes. Oh my God. Really? Yeah. So the, the NFC this year is a little, a little rough. Yeah. Let me see if I sort by touchdown, uh, Casey, Cincinnati, Buffalo. Okay. Geno Smith now is ahead of him, which wow. is a shame. Geno Smith is going to get himself paid after, a number of terrible years, but hmm. and I'm and I'm not here to to make excuses for Saquon, but I will say that the line again has been decimated, and so they're not as historically bad as they were last season, but it's not the same line that was blocking for him earlier in the season. So it's been a combination of it's not starters anymore on the offensive line. He's got some type of neck shoulder injury that he's been nursing. But he's officially off the injury report as of today. So he should be 100% healthy and ready to rock and roll Saturday, Sunday night. In Washington. You should go to the game, Ethan. Oh, in Washington. Wow, okay. Yep, you and Hannah. Sabina. Oh, that's right. There's Sabina. I wonder how she's doing. Yeah. That's right. She fucking works for them. Danny LaDuke texted me when Jahan Dotson scored the uh, game-tying touchdown against the giants a couple weeks ago and was like fucking penn state and i was like i can't even be mad like saquon jahan and micah parsons are probably the three penn state players like recent penn state players that i've loved the most (laughs) so like even though mike is on the cowboys like it's really hard for me to root against him and and same same with uh jahan being on the commanders like both teams that i despise right but i'm like I just I just love both of them so much that <laughs> it's hard for me to be mad. Yeah. <laughs> All right. It's time. Drum roll. Matt, do your Neil Pert impression again. Clark. 
Oh, my, my, arms, my arms are out of it now. Hmm. <laughs> All right. So I've got a couple categories. So it'll kind of be like a quick hits thing, but all kind of holiday themed. We all celebrate different holidays, even on this podcast. So choose whatever you want to talk about. And the first thing I would like to know from you guys is what is your favorite holiday tradition? Ethan, go first. Uh, um, Holidays like this, this time of year holidays. Yes. Yes. We'll stick with the, yeah, December-ish holiday December-ish. season. Um, yeah. I would say I don't get to do it very often anymore because I can't often make it. But growing up, um, my whole dad's side of my family, we most of us lived in upstate New York, either in Syracuse or in the Rome area, with one, one exception, a, a family that lived in, in Pittsburgh area. But those of us that lived in upstate New York, every Christmas Eve, we would all go to one of my aunt and uncle's houses. They have this really nice big basement and we would all hang out in the basement all day and play games. And once we were old enough, you know, we'd play games and drink and, you know, we all eat together, a bunch of cousins and aunts and uncles and grandma and grandpa. And there's this big pool table down there and it would just be stacked with all of the presents for everybody. Like we'd all exchange presents and stuff. And of nice. course, as, as a kid, you know, that's the best, right? You go over and like all day you're just playing games with your cousins in the basement and you're just like looking at that giant table full of presents and you, you know, the, the excitement just the builds up and builds up and everything. And, um, wait, were you wine rack excited about that? That was probably about as close as I would have gotten. Yeah. Yeah. To any, to wine rack excited back in the day. Yeah. I think, I think that's probably fair. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's, that's, that's a great tradition. That's one that I wish I could still, get to um but it's just it's harder these days with my parents being in connecticut and stuff um but uh that's the one that comes to my mind matt i got i got two quick ones um one is growing out of the fact that you know you don't want to be cooking all day in the kitchen on christmas or christmas eve so you know you what 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 can you make that's that's you can put together beforehand and eat throughout the day and so kind of both sides of the family have, well, you know, my, my, my parents, and then also my mom's side of the family has kind of morphed to crock pot, you know, meals that could be done in the crock pot and heated up. Um, so like Christmas Eve, my uncle would make gumbo every year. Mm. And like, there's just so much stuff in there, just, you know, okra, shrimp, seafood, potato, mm. I don't even know, sausage, gumbo, Yum. My aunt makes stew. Sometimes it's venison stew. Sometimes it's just beef stew. And my mom makes this um, Tuscan soup with bacon and potatoes and sausage and kale. And it's delicious and cream sauce based and terrible for you and delicious. It has and kale in it years, What? It has kale in it though. So. Yeah. Oh yeah. And when I make it, I like quadruple the kale. Cause like you, you bathe kale in cream sauce and it like, you don't taste the kale. <laughs> um, and then when my mom started doing like chilies on Christmas, so we had chili Christmas and we did, she, one year she made three different kinds of chilies, um, nice. which is like white, white chicken chili and a Tuscan chili and a regular chili and put it in a crock pot, let it go. And it's delicious. Nice. You want some, just go up, roll right up to it, put it in your bowl, get some cheese. You're good to go. Um, it's a good system. And then kind of morphing out of, it started as like, holy shit, I've got too much beer in the cellar. So I'd bring a bunch home to drink with my dad and my brother. 
and it's become a, a Christmas tradition. Stout Christmas is now a thing mm-hmm. where, where all of the, the, the root men will bring dark and luscious beers that are perfect for sitting around and drinking on a day you're doing nothing and going nowhere. Yeah. And we'll just drink as many as we can. Um, and those and, are all uh, like fucking 14% too. 14 or higher or yeah. higher. Some of them are getting higher these days. Wow. Oh, yeah. I mean, I've got a barley wine in the base right now. It's 21. Holy Jeez. fuck. Yeah. Um, but um, Goose Island, which is a subsidiary of Budweiser, fuck them, but they release uh, Bourbon County every year and they, they release a special edition only in Chicago called the Proprietor's Stout. And it's like a, um, like a couple years ago, they had like a, a banana walnut version and then they have like a double chocolate version or they have like a Spumoni version. It's like a really neat blend of flavors. And every year I try and have the version from two years prior. Like I let it age for two years and then we have it all together. And that's fun. That's so, awesome. Nice. And uh dig it. And, and the new the new girlfriend likes stouts as well. So she will be joining us for stout Christmas. Oh hell yeah. I am Beautiful. beyond excited. That's awesome. Cool. Let's nice. have a little Zoom sesh when uh when you're having stout Christmas. Just yeah that would be fun. Yeah. yeah. I'll send you the aftermath of the bottle lineup too. <laughs> I love it. And uh, what about you, Kyle? Uh, I'll go back to childhood as well. Uh, I mean, I think everyone can just assume that we're good, decent people and the family and all that stuff matters, blah, blah, blah. Uh, So I'll I'll get away from that. Uh, For whatever reason, I loved the cookies at both my grandparents' houses. which comes as no surprise now knowing how much I love cookies, but like there were Italian cookies at my dad's parents. And then uh, my mom's parents uh, just like regular chocolate chip cookies all the time. And for whatever reason, they just tasted better. You know, mm-hmm. it was uh, the holiday spirit, I guess, or whatever you want to say, but um, that's, that's always, I, I would just run to, I knew where the cookies were in both houses and I would just go there as soon as I could when we got into Scranton. So <laughs> nice. <laughs> good. Yeah. Good stuff. All right. Next topic. Favorite holiday movie, Matt. Uh, for the longest time we watched a Christmas story at my grandma's on Christmas Eve. And I think that kind of morphed into elf. And I know that's one that everyone likes, but um i giggle like an idiot watching that movie <laughs> and i love it okay um you know i haven't seen very many movies in general i'm more of a tv show guy can i give a tv show answer instead yeah favorite holiday episode of a tv show um because south park does amazing christmas episodes um it's hard not to go with those if i had to pick a movie let me say one movie though Oh, actually, hold on really quickly. Big Mouth also does um, really good holiday stuff. They have That's, they did uh, a, Nick Kroll, right? Yeah, yeah. They did a Christmas episode on one, either this most recent, I think two seasons ago, uh, and it's amazing. But um, I'm going to give a shocker really quickly. So I haven't seen very many Christmas movies, um, but one famous Christmas movie that, believe it or not, I actually really like. I haven't seen it in a long time, but I, but I uh, always enjoyed it is love actually um wow. ethan Ertz. ethan Ertz likes love actually i know 
Um, and this was even before I was on pills, even before pills, I enjoyed <laughs> love. Actually, there was always a tiny part of me deep inside that, that enjoyed sentimentality. Um, so, uh, yeah, if, you know, but I haven't seen enough like Christmas story. I haven't seen that. Um, Whoa, yeah, wow. I haven't seen like miracle on 34th street, any of those like really famous classic ones. I don't think I've seen any of them. Um, the other one I'm thinking of that I do love is, is the cartoon Grinch, of course. And, and, yeah, that, and the famous, um, yeah, the famous Grinch song, stink, stank, stunk, you know, the, that, uh, the greasy Irving, black deal. Um, what's his name? Irving, uh, Thurl, Thurl Ravenscroft or something. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. Also, yeah. Fucking amazing voice or amazing name. Amazing name. Yeah. So, so that, that's a classic, but yeah. yeah. Kyle. Yeah, mine's all the Grinches. I, I love the original, the Jim Carrey, and then the more recent uh, animation. Uh, 20, 2018, I think it came out. Oh, I should see that one. I haven't seen. Oh that man, one. I couldn't get into the Benedict one. I, I just and I love Benedict, and I just couldn't do it. Yeah, I, it's it's a different story than. Yeah. You know, I mean, they're all different in the sense that obviously the original is just like quick, straight to the point. And then Jim Carrey's version is very. Um, I was talking to Toddy about it the other day because we watched it and she loves it too. And uh, I was like, it's so, it's so over the top Dr. Seuss. <laughs> it's, it's crazy. Like how extreme they went with it. Probably like some agreement with the Seuss estate to, uh, to produce that movie since there hadn't been a full feature film done uh, in his lifetime. And he was, I think dead for nine or 10 years at that point. But the, um, the, the newer one is, really just off script um i mean it's it's still got the grinchy you know stuff in it or whatever but i i think it's it's pretty funny keenan his character cracks me up oh Um, keenan's in it that's cool yeah yeah he's uh he's like the the goofy neighbor that does all the lights that the grinch hates and, and everything um but yeah, it's it's a and it's a heartwarming story. Like the Jim Carrey one is more about finding out like why the Grinch is the Grinch, and then this one is more about um, Cindy Lou who uh, trying to do something really well, really really nice for her mom who is a single mother of like um, I think there's there's two or three of them. There, yeah, there's there's twins. There's two twins, and then Cindy, um, and the mom is actually Rashida Jones. Uh, oh, which, okay which is uh, really cool too. So it's, it's a cool cast uh, that does all the voiceovers, but it's, it's definitely a different story, but I love them all. Short, short shout out. Electric six does a great cover of your mean one, Mr. Grinch. Wait, really? Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that's they did cool. It for the AV, the AV club. <laughs> <laughs> that's so good. Oh my God. Gonna have to look it up. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's not actually a great cover, but I love it because I'm an electric six fan. Right. That's putting it mildly, yeah. All right. <clears throat> Speaking of songs, maybe this this was Matt's. What's what's your favorite holiday song? You go first, Callum. Bruce, Santa Claus is coming to town. Ugh. So okay, short aside, I was at a, I was I was at an antique store with a girlfriend, and we were walking around, and they. I thought it was Bruce. I just thought it was an alternate version for a while. But then we heard more songs. They must have had like a Christmas song parody album because they had a guy who sounded remarkably like Bruce singing Santa Claus is fooling around. <laughs> it was about like Santa Claus 
doing all the wives around town. Oh, that's funny. Oh, it was great. But it was it was like a number of Christmas song parodies that were really well done. Yeah. Um and uh yeah, I just I I had never heard that before. <laughs> that is amazing. Yeah. I mean, obviously you guys know I love Bruce, but there's there's like the extra sentiment now that that was the song that was playing during our wedding reception when Santa actually came out onto um, onto the dance floor and we had all the kids um there and got presents for them and everything and I know they uh they loved it. Well, the ones who weren't afraid of them. Uh, full disclosure thank you for asking me to be santa but i was afraid i'd be way too drunk by that point (laughs) i did not want to do something terrible it's it's a lot of pressure i get it (laughs) um did i tell my have i told my santa story on the pod that was the time do you guys know my santa story not off the top of your head you maybe know it but not off the top of your head all right i'll tell it really quickly this is this is one of the classic stories from my childhood. There are a couple I don't remember any of them, but my parents have told me them, and there are a couple that are that are pretty good. This is one of them. Um, it's funny now knowing me and knowing how much of a hardcore atheist I am, and how I love to shit on everybody's um, closely held, cherished beliefs in in <laughs> in every possible way. But when I was a kid, I believed just completely, fully, wholeheartedly in Santa. Loved it, right? And I don't know how old I was, you know, but I think certainly for my mom's taste, who is Jewish, it had gone on way too long. Maybe, maybe, um, maybe I'm like seven or eight years old. I don't know. Um, but what my parents used to do apparently is they would like hand me a catalog. I don't know if it was like from Toys R Us or something, maybe, you know, from back in the day, some sort of catalog. Right. And I would like circle stuff that I wanted toys that I wanted and stuff like that. Right. And apparently we got to this point this this particular year or whatever and one of my parents maybe probably my mom was like you know that that's a lot like i don't i don't know if santa's gonna be able to bring you all of that and i was like oh no no i've been i've been really good this year like <laughs> like Sant, santa's gonna bring it to me i've been a good boy <laughs> like it's fine and so and then the, the way that my mom tells it is like after that exchange she like immediately went to him and she was like jim this is your holiday you need to tell him this is this is gone this is this is it this is uh, this is enough this is over um and uh so then like that year so i don't know if you guys uh well matt wouldn't have known this because this is like you know when we were little kids kyle i don't know if you remember but but ryan judd's family they used to have a santa come over to the house to the um a few times when we were kids and and i used to go over right and um so one year i'm over at the judd's and santa's there and i get my present and everything and then i come back home and me and my dad are just like sitting on the couches in the living room like watching tv or something and my dad just randomly looks like looks over at me and he's like, you don't actually believe in Santa, do you? <laughs> and, and, and I was like, oh, what? You know, and I'm like scandalized and shocked and all of this. And then, of course, upon further reflection, I'm like, like, yeah, how could I have been such a fucking idiot? But I think I just loved the idea so much that like I was so I was such I was so good. I was so well behaved. I was such a goody goody. And I liked the idea that like, hey. I, I earned a fuck ton of presents, you know, like give me my goddamn presents. Right. Um, so yeah, that's, that's, that's my Santa story. Jesus. <laughs> so, um, but anyways, I'll answer the holiday music one quickly since I kind of went on that tangent. Um, I don't really give a shit about any of the lyrics, obviously for holiday songs. 
Um, but if I had to pick, I mean, the oh, Grinch. Oh, Tannenbaum or uh, something from the Bible? No, no, no. <laughs> um, although, interestingly, one of them I think is biblical. Uh, but so I'll, I'll say Mr. Grinch because that one's awesome. But I really love, musically speaking, uh, God Rest You Merry Gentlemen and O Come, O Come, Emmanuel. Uh, those are two of my favorites. Really, really beautiful. I also love Good King Wenceslas. Um, and I also love Sway Ride. Bum, 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 bum. You know, I, lo- I love that one. Um, specifically the orchestral version without the singing, but I like the singing too. De- definitely agree with O Come, O Come, Emmanuel. That's one that still gives me goosebumps. Yeah, it's gorgeous. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. So I- I've got I've got three. And not, not really not favorites, they're just ones I really enjoy. Um as much as it bothers me because of how much it's played, I love Feliz Navidad by Jose Feliciano. Oh, fine. <laughs> and, it, and but but sometimes if it's playing too much, I'll think instead of saying Feliz Navidad, he's saying Fleas on my dog. Um, <laughs> um, or also, side note, I saw something on the internet the other day of um, a guy had gone through his town, and every time there was a a, a banner or a billboard that said for lease. He wrote Navidad underneath it in spray paint. <laughs> uh, that was great. Uh, all really side note, I think I like I like Feliz Navidad more because of uh, this the story about Jose Feliciano. If you guys get a chance, watch the original 1960s or 70s version of him singing the national anthem at the Detroit Tigers game. Um, because it's the first time they people think there was actually a stylized version of the national anthem. Oh, I know, wow. Ethan, you hate patriotism in the national anthem. But holy shit, did he do a good job. Like, it sounds great. I love how it sounds. I think it's wonderful. He got booed, um, probably because he was Puerto Rican and probably because it was not, you know, national anthem. Right. But uh, the Tigers did bring him back 30 years later and had him sing it again as an honor. They didn't bring up the fact that he got booed. Yeah. just brought up the fact that it was historic that he did that. It's great. I really would recommend you guys listening to it. That's Um, cool. Number two, um, Electric Six also covers a song, but um, Father Christmas by the Kinks uh, is a good song. Um, it, it, I don't know, Ethan, Ethan Collins heard it. Ethan, I don't know if you have or not. I don't know but, if I have. Um, it's uh, the chorus is Father Christmas, give me some money. Um, I have, or wait, uh, Father Christmas, give me some money. Don't mess <laughs> around with those silly toys. We'll beat you up if you don't hand it over. Okay. One of the really, really silly. Um, the night Santa went crazy. Also covered by Electric Six, but by uh, Weird Al Yankovic. Um, okay. All right. Is, I check is that also out. very well done. Um, it's about Santa getting fed up and uh, you know roasting all his reindeer with a flamethrower and killing all the elves. <laughs> um so yeah uh, yeah nice. those are those are some good ones all right love it <laughs> all right boys well i think the holiday bash edition has come to an end and with that our recordings in 2022 have also come to an end we will not be recording again this year we may be back the first week of january depending on if I have a little daughter or not. Two daughters or one. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> that is uh, keeping me busy. We'll keep you posted. But uh, you guys want to give any shout outs before we go? I've got one. Um, 
does the name Jack Smith ring a bell to you guys right now? Nope. Um, how about this? Uh, Jack Smith, the U.S. Attorney General appointed by Merrick Garland as special counsel to investigate former President Donald Trump. Okay. Also, Jack Smith, Liverpool High School alumni from the 1980s. No fucking way, really? Yeah. Saw that today. I was like, holy fucking shit. That's awesome. Wow. Um, So he graduated from Liverpool in 1987, and now he's investigating the Trump or President Trump. Oh my Uh, God. Wow. Syracuse.com did a a quick profile of him today. Um, Read it because it, like, I, I saw all of the all of the articles about him. Um, like, oh, he was prosecuting war crimes at The Hague. And like, oh, like, oh, this guy's pretty cool. This guy's pretty awesome. I didn't realize until today that he came from our high school. Yeah. Like, Holy shit. Like, why is he not on a wall somewhere in that building? Holy shit, that's awesome. That is so, nice. Uh, and wow. yeah, Jack Smith. Like, okay. uh, you know, Bill Johnson. Jack well, Smith. Well, that's what Magaga, I was going to say. Yeah. The Magaga people will be burning the place down if, if, uh, you know. Yeah. That's okay. Right. Go Jack Smith. Go Jack Smith. Yep. Nothing for me. Happy holidays. Happy New Year. You know, all that. <laughs> wow. <laughs> okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna take over. I'm the podcast speaking on behalf of Ethan. And give me extra catnip for Christmas and meow meow meow. <laughs> much better i had better. i had two strong beers i'm a little <laughs> <laughs> love it all right boys we'll see you in 2023 and penn state will be rose bowl champs by then <laughs> <laughs>